104 of attention plus with arnabri we are recording on 18th of october india time we almost didn't have an episode today because of the extremely heavy rains in hyderabad earlier uh, this week which caused a power outage at mind but things are almost back to normal or at least the 2020 version of normal so uh, here we are and also here is your host arnab so hey arnab how are you Hi Vikram, I'm doing good. So, uh, how's how 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 are the? I know that you had water logging at your home. So, how's <laughs> everything been? Yeah, uh, like we said in the you know before we started recording earlier uh, this year we had fire, and now we we had wind and water and all this in the, like you pointed out the middle of a plague. So, I just hope the fourth element also doesn't come. I don't want any anything to do with the earth right now. So. Uh, I think we are back to what is normal for 2020. So yeah, back home, uh, safe, safe and sound. Not okay. too much of material damage. Great. So today we are going to do a, you know, we are going to do a mid-season IPL review, uh, which people have been asking for. And also, I wanted to touch, you know, spend a little bit of time on, 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 on Republic TV versus the Maharashtra government, which I find both. you know in, in it's almost like in it gives me that gunda kind of feeling where it's it's so magnificently terrible that i can't look away it's like watching to it's like watching to li- like lizards fornicating on the wall you know it's 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 grotesque but it's it's strangely it's like you can't you look can't away, look away. <laughs> um so it's for, for those of you who haven't been following the news um this is you know possibly the height of bizarreness that you know this has been a bizarre year and and just when you think things can't get any more bizarre out comes this uh, you know of all the of all the terrible things that are going on the mumbai police has decided to uh, prosecute um, republic tv based on an fir that was filed not on republic tv but was filed on india today and it, it there, there was one thing that i brought up previously in a previous episode of the podcast was the real scandal i felt in 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 this whole sushant singh rajput riya chakravarti thing was the fact that it was very obvious that there were sections of the law enforcement that was working in collusion with republic and times now in the sense that privileged information like uh, deepika's chats were being leaked on the day that they were being uh, that they were being investigated by the law enforcement agency there's no way that uh, these media channels could have obtained um you know actual screenshots of deepika padukone's or audia chakravarti's whatsapp messages audia chakravarti's brothers whatsapp messages you know within hours of 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 when the investigation was going on without without you know some kind of you know how how else would they get it so if that was something which and people were very very forthright in condemning it but they are less forthright in condemning what is also very evident which is the ab- absolute open collusion of uh, of the mumbai police with you know especially with india today because they were the people who were named in the fir and apparently uh, this quickly became an investigation to republic tv 
for you know basically uh, tampering or spoofing uh, the trp numbers essentially the accusation is that they bribe people uh, to turn on and if you look at the numbers i was watching uh, uh, some video on youtube and it's almost ridiculously easy because of the low viewership of english channels you just need to basically pay a few hundred houses that's in 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 mumbai to you know give them a new fl uh, flat screen tv in you know, a plasma tv and say you know keep the channel on for 7 minutes or 20 minutes and that's it that's all you need to do uh, so i don't know if you watch uh, family guy but there was one episode of family guy based on this where they get the you know the they're part of one of those uh, uh, families which are chosen so basically he abuses his power so it's it's so you you can see that you know no matter what you think of our fanav goswami in republic tv you have a very poor idea of, of who they are and what he stands for not so much arnab goswami as he used to be i think he used to be a fairly decent journalist when he was in times now he was still obviously arrogant full of himself and pompous uh, but at least he was he at least had the semblance of being uh of 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 looking at both sides of his story it, it, as opposed to the one sided uh, stool that he is a tool that he has become nowadays so i have no love for arnab goswami or rather what he has metamorphosed into but i am also not that blind that i cannot see or that i won't condemn the way the state machinery has been used against arnab goswami and uh, pradeep bhandari um who's also of republic tv and the biggest scandal again over here is that you have a very blatant misuse of the state machinery very blatant misuse of the state machinery to go against a news channel which has been of course been very critical of uh the mumbai government and this this usage of the police force to target a specific channel on what seems to be something which is absolutely unfounded i mean there's there 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 two parts to this one is that there is a government which is doing this and this government is the shiv sena government which suddenly is every is suddenly the the liberal media's new friend um even though they even though in terms of uh, you know in terms of their antecedents their 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 in you know, fascism is built into the very structure of what shiv sena is but they're absolutely fine with that because they are now aligned with congress so that's one thing that the 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 irony that 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 the shiv sena government given the fact that we all or hear that it's the modi government is the bjp government which is the which is the fascist government when you see that there is and i've said this before that people whenever they see think of the government they think of the federal government but it's not true if the real the the way politics actually works in india is the state government which is the most powerful they have the police force right so the police force reports to them so wherever you are it's not really the central government the central government can use the cbi the cbi can't be used on common people for most in, people they are not I, intimidated i don't know if you saw this arnab the so called anti establishment hero which is uh, uh, kunal kamra he had a photo and apparently he's recorded a video with sanjay what sanjay roth uh, of of uh, yeah, yeah of course i've seen who's that who's now yes. supposedly a liberal hero yes of course i mean kunal kamra is a fraud every minute there's i mean anybody who thinks that kunal kamra is is any different he deserves to think that 
that person deserves to think that. So again, I don't even take again the problem with discussing uh, tools like Kunal Kamra is that by discussing them, you give them legitimacy. It's like the way uh, you know Himesh Reshmiya got famous. You discuss these guys, and they become famous through this discussion. So in the, again, this is this is a catch twenty two situation. This is exactly how Trump became famous. If people hadn't discussed Trump's candidacy in twenty sixteen, it wouldn't have become what it became, and he wouldn't have become the president. So there is a kind of you know non virtuous cycle over here. So I don't want to, in fact, discuss Kunal Kamra. I don't even consider him worthy of discussion here. What I'm more concerned about is so-called respectable, and that's why I use the word respectable to distinguish, uh, you know, the the rest from Kunal Kamra. The supposedly respectable media outlets and their absolute failure to condemn this, their absolute failure to see the fascism here, and this this kind of fascism, the state level fascism, it what it's what really matters. This is the real way politics works in India. This is why Telegraph. Uh, you know, has those you know brave headlines which knock this wind out of Modi government. Of course, they knock the wind out of Modi government because they sit in Calcutta and they are absolutely dependent on the whims and fancies of the Mamata Banerjee government. So, of course, they are brave. So, this again goes to show um, the craven nature of so-called India's liberal media. It goes to show the absolute redundancy. of of the press club wallas that they do not condemn this that just because and and there is every reason to say that look what arnab goswami does what he sows what he is what he reaps now this cannot be this could be your this could be what you're thinking that you know he deserves this and that's really the reason why people aren't doing this but that doesn't excuse the principle the principle is he does represent the media whether he's biased that's another thing but the fact is that he has been going after the government if as the psynarchs of the world like to sermonize us that the objective of any free media is to go after the government well guess what that's exactly what arnab goswami has been doing now the fact is he goes after only one government and he doesn't go after another government that is also true but that is also true for the hindu that is also true for ndtv that's true for everybody else that's definitely true for india today so you know nobody universally goes after government in all of its manifestations that nobody does because ultimately they all have to run a business they all need advertisements and they all have an end game so obviously they can't do it the only person who can do it people like me who have really no irons in the fire and no money to be made so we can afford to be you know forthright and we can you know subject everybody to universal scorn but i understand that if i was in the business of news and if i had bills to pay and millions to make obviously i would not be able to take any kind of morally scrupulous stance on this so i totally understand you know the the limitations of asad of asad desai or of arnab goswami i get it but the fact is one of principle the fact is here is a state um which is targeting in the most fascist in the most heavy handed manner uh media outlet which has been going against it for 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 good reasons or for bad that is totally different whether it is valid or whether it's not valid that's that's not germane to this issue the issue is that you have and what happens is the police commissioner then goes and gives an exclusive interview to a rival channel india today right after this press conference so this is an absolute i mean i don't know how more blatant it can be that right now we have channels fighting each other there was a viral video which came out a few weeks ago 
of 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 news channel like on the street reporters basically physically having fist cuffs against each other so now we have seen that elevated to this thing where law enforcement and the channels are working together to target another channel so this is unprecedented and unfortunately with respect to the outrage on social media there's very little outrage on social media of course arnab goswami thinks there's a lot of outrage on social media but there really isn't the only people who are outraging it is our arnab goswami is you know the people who forward his hashtags and stuff but really there is you know if you look at mainstream media if you if you look at the you know whatever's left of respectability nobody's concerned about the fact that here you have a major news channel which is being hounded by a government hounded their reporters are being taken to uh, are being taken to questioning they are being illegally detained their telephones are being taken away from them there is absolutely no paper trail as to why this is going on this is just plain and simple intimidation and this is par for the course for what shiv sena is this is exactly what they are and which brings me to you know you mentioned if you're kunal kamra that is that is symptomatic of the hypocrisy of these people that they have absolutely no compunction they have absolutely no problem being in bed with fascists absolutely no problem and that has been a problem the, the biggest you know the congress party has been if you look at history has has been i don't see how the congress party hasn't been fascist and yet the congress party is never never given that effort it is strange why the shiv sena government isn't given the effort given that this is exactly what they're doing this is this is and forget what shiv sena is doing any every government in india does it the bjp does it the trinamool congress does it the shiv sena does it but only one is called fascist only one the rest of them just get away scot free and and what about the press council of india what about uh, gupta ji what about these guys who for any small thing like let's say jay shah you know filing a defamation suit they will have you know arun shuri will jump out from behind a bush and and and, and say the sky <laughs> is falling down like asterix you know so there there's no problem over here there's absolutely no problem with open intimidation of a media outlet in full public view i mean it's not as if they're even trying to hide it what they're trying to do as a matter of fact they're not trying to hide it what they're trying to do is they're trying to send in you know, what's known as chilling effect they're trying to make an example out of republic tv and it's true that republic tv has and and again the reason why republic tv has stepped on the toes of let's say a salman khan or 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 of these people is because republic tv is that's part of their business strategy it's not that republic tv represents the truth or it represents any effort to be honest no this is all this is all a part of their narrative it is all a part of the reality show that you know the this whole thing of uh you know we are the small guys and republic tv is hardly the small guys going up against bollywood this is a narrative that they are using to boost their trp so let's not be under any presumption that there is some kind of morality or that some side over here has the moral high ground no side has the moral high ground they're all in the same quagmire they're all in the same swamp but that still doesn't mean that still does just because the victim is imperfect just because the victim itself himself in this case arnab goswami himself has been a perpetrator does not mean that he is not the victim here he and pradeep bhandari are definitely victims no matter what they have done before you know what what they themselves are is not is not relevant to this 
they are the victims and i am shocked that nobody is making anything of it so now that we have dealt with the serious issues let's talk about uh, the even more serious issue which is ipl yep so i i've forgotten when the season started who i had put in my top list of favorites i had definitely put uh, delhi capitals you had and- delhi bombay uh, kolkata for what you said was for uh, you know dil se reasons <laughs> yes and uh, you had punjab at punjab let's start with punjab let's start with punjab and uh, you know the and here's the thing i think there is there is no good reason why punjab should be languishing at the bottom if you look at the list of top run scorers the top two run scorers the last time i looked were both from punjab so how is this that a team and and again the the the, the thing about t20 cricket and this is kind of very special to t20 cricket that's not true about test or one days is that if in a team if you have like three people who are performing exceptionally you can make it to the pl- playoffs and and the biggest example of that is your favorite franchise vikram hyderabad yep so for and seasons on end they have basically gone to the playoffs based on warner and bhuvneshwar yes. kumar that's yes. it two people two people who've consistently performed and some people have performed one you know yusuf pathan might win one game over here you know siddharth call might bowl one you know very good spell here but consistently they're just two people who who push it and and this is something which is possible in t20 cricket this is not possible in one day cricket you can't win a world cup based on two people it just doesn't happen you can't win a test series based on two people just not possible but t20 it's possible because of this limited horizon and so let's start with kings 11 punjab they have those two people they have those two people batting number 1 and number 2 but i would say i mean kumble's kumble's coaching has i mean i, I it's been bizarre to say the least um, i don't know what the issue with chris gale was why he wasn't i mean initially at and and one of the things which i do is i actually follow the the little youtube snippets that these teams put out as part of their promotional package which just goes to show how jobless i am and which just goes to show how much i love ipl <laughs> and there was absolutely nothing in those snippets that showed that chris gale was injured at all he was fully practicing in did, those games didn't so, they say he had uh, uh, you know uh, food poisoning or something yeah that was later i mean how long is it this this tournament has been going on for a month now you don't have food poisoning for a month right so so you know when he started off their plan was not to start off with chris gill now this i felt was suicidal if you have somebody like chris gill and he played one game and he showed you know why why you should have him see when you have somebody like chris gill versus and, and who is chris and who is keeping chris gill out of the team it's glen maxwell okay so which person in their sane mind would bench a chris gill without giving him any chance see the thing with chris gill is that he's very temperamental but less accepted he's a genius you know and how old is he 40 now <laughs> yes fact yes is, Yeah, the the fact is that at forty years old, nobody has that amount of hand-eye coordination to bat like he does. Because he's a guy who has like zero technique. He never really had technique. Normally, players like this, the Virender Sehwags and the Chris Gales of the world, they have a sudden sharp decline in their batting. It happened with Virender Sehwag once he started wearing specs. 
so it's just a small thing about you know just a like milliseconds where the where that balance goes off and that's it that's the difference between hitting in the middle of the bat or getting the edge and there's a sharp precipitous fall in performance it happened with vivian richards it happened with virender sehwag and the and the amazing thing is chris gale has been able to buck that trend every season you believe that this is the end you know this guy who looks visibly unfit who can barely walk he stands in one place doesn't run in during the fielding just basically walks his singles in these days like arjuna ranatunga in the 90s i mean surely this guy cannot perform at this level that's needed and he does year after year after year after year so when you decide as a team to select chris gale and there are many teams which i've heard which don't want chris gale they have the chance to have chris gale but they don't want chris gale precisely because they feel that chris gale does not work well in a team that he is very individualistic you know because he doesn't run because he doesn't want to feel that he's you know he's a you know he's he's a law unto himself and there many many teams in many many teams you might not want to have somebody like that i don't i can't think of say a somebody like ricky ponting working with chris gale so but when you have decided to make an investment in having chris gill when the decision has already been taken it, it makes no sense to keep him on the bench in favor of somebody like uh, you know glen maxwell so the problem with kings 11 has been that there is once the top two and you know even if you look at kings 11 i mean it's not just it's not just um, the fact that their top two has played well even nick puran has played well even nick puranas there are three people who have played well so it's not even but it's just that they have consistently chopped and changed of course their bowling has been absolute shit which just goes to show how important bowling is in in t20s we kind of tend to focus more on the batsmen because it's a very batsman oriented game mm. but ultimately the teams which do well if you look at the teams which are in the top they are doing well because they have very good bowling sides they 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 also happen to be two of the best bowling sides right do you, do you think punjab would have done better back in india i don't think punjab would have done back in better back in india i think punjab is actually doing perhaps better there than they would have done here i think that the pitches there have helped somebody like kl rahul um i think the problem with kl rahul also i think the problem is that kl rahul at least it seems doesn't take to captaincy particularly well i think the kind of person he is and again i might be wrong but the kind of person he comes across he doesn't come across as a people kind of person he's a very you know withdrawn kind of guy kel rahul so which was again makes that whole karanjohar thing even more strange um he's a very withdrawn kind of guy he's not the you know he's not the pandya kind of guy at all and in that team with i just feel that there is a lack of you know there's a lack of communication from the captain i also feel that he's somewhat overawed by somebody like anil kumble i think he's i i think you do better under somebody who's kind of like a ravi shastri kind of guy who's actually a stooge to the captain i think a lot of uh, you know kumble is a very strong personality and i think it comes out and i think i mean let's let's accept it i i mean i have i have great respect for anil kumble as a player as a captain and also i believe as a coach but i think he screwed uh, kings 11 punjab royally this time in terms of the strategy in terms of the team selection i mean why wouldn't you play sarfraz khan why i mean sarfraz khan has done nothing 
has done nothing to warrant sitting on the bench. And yet he is sitting on the bench for reasons which I have not been able to figure out. Um, I understand that Sarfraz Khan was let go off by RCB because, you know, basically Virat Kohli doesn't like people who are unfit. Um, but once again, once you decide as a franchise to buy somebody like him, you know, he, he, he's, he hasn't changed, right? He, he was whatever he was. And given the fact that, you know, and I, I never really understand Glenn Maxwell, I kind of feel that, I don't know, I kind of feel he doesn't give his full commitment to IPL. You know, he's, he doesn't seem to be like fully there. He's a very different player when he plays in BBL, for instance, in terms of the intensity he brings in. I think he just comes in, cashes his check and goes out. Um, again, he's had one, he had one sensation in the year. That's true. But other than that, and I think this is something which most Australian players do, I believe, is that they don't take IPL that seriously um, as they do, let's say, BBL or as they take ashes. They don't go flat out. There's some exceptions. I think the biggest exception to that is David Warner. He's one guy who actually really, really, really. And I think David Warner does it because he does it even more nowadays because the fact is David Warner will never become the captain of Australia. He's, he's made sure of that at least. So this is the only time that he will be able to lead something, which he'll be able to, you know, and I think that he he takes that very seriously. But again, going back to Kings Eleven Punjab, I've been disappointed with their performance. But this is, you know, putting on my cricket analyst's hat. I, I kind of knew that this is going to be KL Rahul's uh, year. As an example, you know, I play with a few of my friends. There is a, you know, private league that I play with, which is a draft-based league. So... The f- so I was on the second on the draft. So the first person I selected, this first person in my draft was Kale Rahul. Because, you know, in terms of, it was not, I, I, I could have picked Virat Kohli, uh, the first person I've forgotten who he picked. I think he picked Andre Russell. So I could have picked anybody else, but I could have basically had the full full quota of people to pick from. But I picked Kale Rahul because I felt that, you know, he is at, he's at his best and he's, this is going to be his year. And I and I have not been proven wrong. This has been his year. But you know, this is terrible for Kings Eleven Punjab and for its fans. That even when they've pretty much done everything kind of right, they have three people. I would say, you know, they have they have, they have the best opening pair in the tournament by numbers. Nick Puran also hasn't done badly. Um, I think they've been let down by their bowling, of course, and their bowling was always weak. I also don't know why they don't regularly play Murugan Ashwin, who has, whenever he's played, he's kind of been their best bowler. But again, he finds himself out the next side game. So I don't really understand why Anil Kumble does not have faith in him. So some of their selections have been bizarre, and I think they're languishing at the you know where they are because of that. And this is this is just tragic. This this because I think they have, they have performed way better. If I look at them and if I look at KKR, which is still sitting at number four, and I look at the way, if you just look at the games they have played, Kings Eleven Punjab have played way better than KKR. And yet KKR are sitting at number four and Kings Eleven is, I don't know, is it the bottom of the table or one? Uh, Bottom right now. Bottom of the table. Which, you know, so now that we've dealt with them, let's come to, uh, you know, let's come to Rajasthan. Rajasthan is another side which is kind of blown hot and blown cold throughout the tournament. And 
one of the and when i was having a conversation on twitter and i said it's just it's like bloody embarrassing to be a you know fan of kkr and somebody said well you know you you guys at least won the tournament twice you know think of what uh, you know we rajasthan royals fans go through well here's the thing rajasthan royals fans those of you who are listening to this you have i think the best four foreign players that any side has so ben stokes is the world's best all rounder is there any doubt of that there isn't right ben stokes is at this moment the world's best all rounder by far um steve steven smith is possibly the world's number one or number two batsman he might not be a great t20 batsman but forget it he you know in terms of class in terms of you know sheer batting ability he and kohli would be one or two depending on what the conditions are you have josh butler who is the world's you know avi devilliers of course is is a marvel like just like you know chris gale i think this guy is ageless um but keeping aside ab devilliers keeping aside him because i think ab devilliers is he's not hum is not human let's just keep him to the side but other than that i think that there is he is the person who's closest in terms of that 360 game i don't think anybody else in the world has it and he's at again i would say if you if you look at his performances he's at you know, he's at the he's the height of his career so there you have three of the best players who's the last player left uh it's the rajasthan yes the, the last person left is i would believe the best pace bowler in the world today in the shorter versions of the game so with the absolutely the best bouncer absolutely the best bouncer i mean rabada has the better yorker and this you know the the, the swinging in over pitch delivery but rabada would be but rabada at least goes for runs so rajasthan has the best four foreign players and they are absolutely perfectly balanced you have a hitting wicket keeper you have the world's best all rounder you have a solid batsman and you have the world's best pace bowler for t20s you can't complain that you did badly in the auctions given that you have these four players and they're all fit now you picked utaba that was true any game you say utaba played well today of course you'll play well everybody has you know you need win if you're playing you know 15 games you're going to play one you're going to have one good innings even yusuf pathan it is worst used to have one good innings in 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 a whole tournament but the fact is i think the main problem throughout this season has been the absolutely pat, you know uh, sanju samson's patchy form you know he started off great and then he's just not being able to get past 10 runs so this has been a persistent problem i believe with sanju samson and why despite the fact that he looks so good when he bats that he will never be able to become you know a dhoni or even a karthik because he just lacks that ele- element of consistency no matter what gautam gambi says he's the best batsman wicket keeper in the it might be it is it's very nice to watch when he gets going with his back lift and everything he's a joy to watch you know i i would i would watch him you know any day over rishabh pant and i think he's a much much better batsman than rishabh pant but the problem with him is that at that level of consistency the level of consistency that he has i think no team no good team will be able to carry somebody who's that inconsistent so again with respect to rajasthan royals i mean they have had tewatia who's been a revelation who's had a good season of course they have unadkar so they they have some really really shitty 
um, selections during uh, their auction that they're paying for. But you know, Rajasthan Royal fans should not complain too much because I still believe that they had, they possibly had, they, they I don't know, possibly they do have the best four foreign players that any other side has. No other side has this collection of foreign players. I mean, look at Mumbai. You know, they're playing with Nathan Coulter Nile. And he's a shady. You know, he's a, he's not he's not this level, right? So no other team has this level of of, of foreign talent, and Rajasthan Royals do have that. So again, I would say Rajasthan Royals haven't played badly. Um, I think that, you know, but I've been kind of disappointed by uh, their treatment of Yashasvi Jaiswal. I think that this guy has not been given enough chances. I mean, he didn't have, he had, I think he had one game where he played, he got a zero. The second game, he also wasn't able to get going. I think Uthapa has been given way more chances than him. And the fact is with Uthaba that this is a you know diminishing returns at this point of time. This is definitely his last season. So at any point of time, your focus, at least for a franchise, I believe, you know, obviously your focus is to build, is to win this current game, but it's also to build a side for the future. And I think Rajasthan Royals isn't doing that in terms of its Indian talent. It is not giving enough opportunity. And this is sad because one of the great things about Rajasthan Royals. The, the thing that defined this franchise over the other franchises was from day one that it kind of gave, you know, unknown talent a lot of responsibility and it gave them, a, you know, the, a, a long rope. So with, whether it be Sapnil Asnotkar or, you know, Ravindra Jadeja in the beginning, and I mean, they, they blooded really young players and they gave consistently gave them chances to excel. I just don't see that culture in Rajasthan Royals anymore, which is which is a little sad. This Rajasthan Royals just now just seems to be a pale limitation of Kings Eleven Punjab in terms of its selection qualities, in terms of its selection policies. Sorry. Which brings me to the next team, which I think is uh, which team should I talk about next? Uh, let's talk about. Uh, I want to leave Chennai Super Kings okay. a little bit later, but let's talk about Hyderabad. So Hyderabad has gone along. That's roughly gone along what I thought they would do. Pretty much, yes. Um, and it's been that their problem has been the exact what I said. You know, in 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 games where where either Bearstow or uh, Warner and Warner hasn't had a great season this year, so it's shown. I, again, I think Williamson had only one good match. So um, given that, given and also the fact that Bovi, like, I don't think he's going to play the rest of the season. I think yeah, I think that's the biggest uh, uh, factor. Bhuvi not so, playing at all. So I think it's fairly now dependent on Rashid Khan. If Rashid Khan has a good game, they win. If Rashid Khan has a bad game, they lose at this point of time. And again, a team which is big, which where you know large sections of the team are not contributing, it's very difficult for them, given the kind of form that uh, you know Delhi and Mumbai are showing, to you know even hope of defeating them. I mean, I'm pretty sure tomorrow they'll defeat Kolkata because I think Kolkata is, you know, the way they're playing and maybe I'm, you know, this is, a, I hope this doesn't happen, but I think that they're now sinking to the bottom. They're not going to win anything else. But uh, here, here's the important question, especially considering uh, Hyderabad and Kolkata are playing later today. Who's going to be on your fantasy? Uh, who's going to be on my fantasy? So I don't, so the fact with Kolkata is that right now there is no buddy in Kolkata who you can put on your fantasy team. Because it's it's such a it's it's such a terrible team at this point of time. Let's talk about Kolkata. It's such a terrible team from a fantasy perspective that it's a bunch of eleven losers at this point of time. 
Like who will you who 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 do you expect? It's not a team. It's not like Kings Eleven Punjab where you know if KL Rahul is playing, you automatically pick KL Rahul. You know, you know that he's going to score some runs. I mean, the odds of him scoring some runs are very high. With Hyderabad, you know, you still kind of put your trust in a David Warner. Who did you put your trust in in Kolkata? There's not just one. There's not one person. That you do you think the captaincy uh, change will make any difference? No. At this point of time, the captaincy. See, the fact with captaincy is that you can't. I don't think that you can change captaincy in the middle. See, Kolkata's problem was was there when. when the team was selected at the auctions itself and that is where dinesh karthik you know being the absolute abject failure he is where he failed again this team was selected wrong i pretty sure that if you had arn morgan at the auction table he wouldn't have been because he was selected this time that's true but if you had somebody with a little bit more like like let's consider let's consider kkr's like the wisdom and acumen of kkr let's just let's just stand back and admire its awesomeness so you have a player like sunil narayan who has everybody knows his persistent problems with chucking right he's been called for chucking before he's had remedial action he was never the same bowler after he came back now he tried to he compensated for it by a large deal by you know kind of bringing his batting into the equation but any decent franchise would have let him go after his bowling became suspect because his main job is to be a match winning bowler and after that he was never a match winning bowler he was an okay bowler that's it but his match winning thing was over the moment he was called for chuck that was really the secret of his success this is it's pretty obvious now but kolkata decided for reasons best known to them to persist with somebody with diminishing returns every season despite his new found ability to bat now what and so this year they decided to get a, a replacement in case of course that he became injured and we, you know, of course the possibility that he be called for chucking which he again was and who did they replace him with another guy who has been called for chucking chris green so chris green has the exact same problem i mean how what genius do you have to be to replace a guy with a chucking problem with another guy with a chucking problem i have no idea i have absolutely freaking no clue who makes these decisions at kolkata night riders i have absolutely no idea you know who selected chris green to be a replacement of of sunil narayan is chris green going to be your in your bet moving forward i have i don't know anyways with kolkata night riders the problem is i'm not selecting any i mean i have already have shubman gill in my team so i'm not going to chuck him out but he's going to be there but shubman gill also has been a huge disappointment and i think it just goes to at least based on what i've seen shubman gill is not is not meant for t20 he's not meant for t20 he just doesn't have from what i have seen he just doesn't have the power hitting thing about him at all you you cannot in in this day and age given the demands of what t20 is I think Kolkata Knight Riders' big bet was that Shubman Gill would become the next Virat Kohli or somebody. He's not. He's nowhere close in terms of that. He he struggles. I mean, he's a guy who can score, and I would say, even and and the problem with him is he hasn't even been consistent. He, again, he started off the season well, but even when he was scoring, he was scoring at a let's say a one twenty strike rate. I mean, somebody like Tripathi, who nobody really expects much of. 
he's a very humble kind of guy I and mean, he knows he has no future but you know he's much more effective than than the hype shubman gill who has been you know a vast disappointment i mean another big disappointment has been nitish rana but so so, so terrible is the team otherwise that nobody even notices that nitish rana never gets any runs anymore so in terms of i mean that's the problem the problem with kkr is that I, first of all i don't select anybody from for a team that i want to win so that's another reason why i don't want to pick team players from kkr but the but the honest reason is that there is nobody that i would pick from a kkr because it's at that point of time when you know somebody might play very well from kkr tomorrow i don't know but the thing that's the problem with any unpredictable team that like for instance in the last game i went with quinton dicker because by this time i have realized that you know in terms of any game the thing about the problem with mumbai indians from a fantasy perspective is that each of their players are equally good it could be popular tomorrow i mean okay kunal pandya no perhaps but other than that if you look at their top 3 you know you, any of them could be your you know major fantasy point winner in any game with kolkata night riders the thing is i can't think of anybody i mean look at russell i think i read somewhere that of the tournament his total runs is made is 97 i mean how can i mean this is this is why i think it's amazing that kkr is still in the top 4 it isn't at the bottom given that you know what is the metric that is kept kolkata night rider there none of their players are in the top wicket takers none of their players are in the top run scorers the only place where they are high is in the fair play award and i think they should also be high in the four play award but other than this there is absolutely nothing there's no metric on which kolkata knight riders and they're very very fortunate that halfway down the line they're still in the top four and i believe that they're not going to be in the top four for long i think the game against hyderabad they're going to drop off and then it's if they can't win the game tomorrow this is going to be a successive going down one run going down one run after this which brings me to chennai man what is going on with uh, and by the way did you notice uh, uh, gautam gambhir's tweet on oil uh, morgan becoming captain no no oh what did he say something like you know it takes like one second or one moment to ruin a legacy built over years apparently so i think what gautam gambhir say in you know his the nationalist gautam gambhir you know there shouldn't be a foreign a captain in an indian side that's the thing but you know come on <laughs> given the given the joke that kartik is of course he has to i mean the first the, the big the big thing was that kartik should never have been made the captain of the side even before even the season before okay when you wanted to try him once then you should have replaced him after he had a like a public fallout with andre russell who's your like your major individual contributor don't want to keep somebody like kartik as a captain and you know he's he's not a guy who's going to learn and grow in the job i mean if you have a shreyas ayer and you know his first season is bad you think okay good but this guy is a good batsman he's a young guy he'll grow into the role but kartik isn't going to grow into the role i mean this is you know he's in his last season so i i just don't understand what gautam gambhir's problem was honestly 
don't agree with him. I think Owen Morgan should definitely be the captain, but I don't think that at this point of time there is much also he can do. The biggest problem that KKR had is that they spent 15.5 crores on Pat Cummins. I mean, Pat Cummins isn't worth 15.5 crores, given the fact that they had they had Norge, they had Norge, they had they let him go, and he's been successful in Delhi. They had bowlers. I mean, he's a 150k plus bowler. We had that guy. So we just kept him. We got him for cheap last time. Why would you let him go? We didn't need somebody like Pat Cummins. We already had that. So we should have tried. We should have spent that money going for somebody like a Devdutt Parikal. we should have gone for real indian talent who have the ability to be someone moving forward it's not going to happen with nitish rana nitish rana is a middle of the road guy it's any it's obvious that shubman gill maybe maybe not he's not burning up the tracks the charts at this point of time so kkr should have splurged big big bucks in looking at the next big thing in indian cricket that's what they needed they needed someone to build as a future superstar like a virat kohli and what did they do this plus 15.5 crores on pat cummins which is an absolute waste of money they didn't need him at all i just can't and started talking about chennai super kings went back to going to the nitrates it can't get you know, get enough of what an idiot this team management is i have no other words for it unfortunately as a kkr fan chennai super kings i have no idea what's going on with this team um i didn't know there was a full meme page for you know dhoni hating um i don't know if you are aware of this but you know this keeps on showing on my timeline i didn't know there were so many committed you know dhoni haters i had no idea who like analyze every game of his to show you know how terrible and how selfish he is i have never seen anything like this Hello. Yeah, yeah, I'm here. You're in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. Again, with Dhoni, I think this is this is this is tragic that you know Dhoni, who's who one thought would have been perhaps smarter than this, has has committed the same mistake of overstaying his welcome, and this is obviously a side which is just this was and again I had. i was thinking this would have happened to chennai super kings two seasons ago but it's taken them two more seasons for my prediction to come to fruition i but i think the biggest thing was you know rena not being in the side see this is what what good selection does and this is what the strength of chennai super kings has always been that very steady nature of their side that their principal players have been there from ages and they know exactly what their role is and so with harbhajan and uh, harbhajan was not really a legacy chennai super kings player but raina is he's been there from day one of that from franchise. day one yes so when you have somebody like raina and that's really the problem with them they don't have see the problem with chennai super kings had always been that they they've never been the kind of side which has players who can score 200 runs consistently the only person there who could do that was rena if you look at chennai super kings i know that as a kkr as a kkr fan that rena used to rohit sharma and rena used to save their best for kkr 
and you know this you know, Karana adds a totally different dimension to that team when he comes in at one down. Of course, his performance is obviously dipped over the last few seasons. He's not the Rana that he was in 2012 or 2013, where he was just a beast. I mean, there's no doubt. I mean, Rana Let me ask you this then. He's now, an IPL god. Uh, according to you, in the current uh, CSK, who would be a, a replacement captain? There is no replacement captain. I think that CSK has, and this was this was fairly obvious that you know Dhoni had was creating this team made of people who were his friends, and that now that all of them had reached their sell-by dates, who's going to be the captain? There's absolutely no second round left in Chennai Super Kings. I mean, who's going to be Jagadishan? I mean, who's who's the next guy? Ruturaj Gaikwad? I mean, these guys don't even get a game. So who's going to be the next guy? Who are they going to retain? Now that next season, there is going to, everybody is going to go back into the pool. I'm pretty sure there will be retentions. I'm absolutely sure that, you know, um, and that Ambani is not going to let Rohit Sharma or the Pandya brothers go back into the pool. I'm absolutely sure that they will, that they will make some rules, which will be just the amount of people that they want to retain in Mumbai Indians. So, that is not going to happen. So who exactly are Chennai Super Kings going to, I mean, given that most franchises will be retaining, I'm guessing that Kolkata will have to retain Shubman Gill um, and they'll obviously retain um, Andre Rasan. Um, how are they going to build their team? I think the only way Chennai Super Kings can build their team is that they have to poach either Virat Kohli or they have to poach uh, KL Rahul. Otherwise, there's no hope for the franchise. They need to poach some major, major guy, even as a franchise, from for Delhi. to survive. Just because he's IR. <laughs> no, but uh, he might fill into the. I don't know. Delhi has a lot of captain material. I don't think Delhi. No, I don't think Delhi has any captain material. Other than IR. Who's going to make Delhi captain? Who's going, to be, who's going to be? Who's going to be? Rishabh Pant barely can hold his place in the side now. And he doesn't seem to be captaincy material. Who else? Prithvi Shaw, too young, too unstable. Dhawan, Rahane, their days are gone. I was thinking of Dhawan. Like days gone. Dhawan, he scored a century, but he's that's fine. But Dhawan is not going to be a captain now. I mean, I don't think he's going to be a captain. I, I don't think it doesn't make any sense for anybody who's thinking with a long-term strategy to think of uh, you know Dhawan as a captain moving forward. I think his best days are gone. And again, it's again, you make somebody a captain when they're at the height of their powers, or they're just going to become that they're going to grow into the into the at the height of their powers. Maybe you catch them right before they're there. So in this case, or when they're when they, so I don't think that other than Virat Kohli, I don't see how Bangalore would would let him go. Or I don't think how Kings 11 Punjab, but Kings 11 Punjab being the kind of flaky franchise they are, I'm pretty sure if they, if 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 Srinivama writes them a big enough check, they'll give them. Uh, they'll give them KL Rahul. So I think that I think the guy who's going to go is going to be KL Rahul. Of, of all the other, I, I can't see anybody else. But they will definitely need some kind of iconic player to build up their brand because Chennai Super Kings perhaps even most. Even more than all the other franchises, a very fan-based franchise. They have a very strong fan base. 
And in order for you to have and sustain a fan base, if you want to keep this inherent character of your franchise, you definitely need to have this larger than life figure. Now, honestly, don't think that Kale Rahul is 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 the kind of figure that Dhoni was at any point of time. You're going to have find it tough to have another player like that. How about uh, Ashwin for, uh, as a captain for uh... come on, Ashwin is Ashwin. Ashwin no? is, is this is no come on. Ashwin can't Ashwin can't headline a franchise. I mean, he's no who gets passionate about Ashwin. Nobody can get passionate about Ashwin except Ashwin himself. So, <laughs> I I don't think anybody can be passionate about Ashwin. I think the only place I don't think there's anybody in who is in Indian cricket that I believe maybe they might try to get. I don't know. I mean, the other long shot is if they try to get a Sanju Samson, for instance. But that's a long shot. There that. That's a disclaimer because I don't think Sanju Samson as is, captain, as captain, try try that to build Sanju Samson into the next home. That's the only thing. If they can't get KL Rahul, you see, nobody's going to give an Indian player right now. Nobody's and uh, you know, based on what I've seen this IPL, other than Dave Dutt Padikal, there's nobody who's like, oh my God, I didn't know he was this good. So Dave Dutt Padikal is going to play. Definitely for India soon. Um, I think Prithvi Shaw is this. Prithvi Shaw is fun to watch. When he gets going, he's something else, and otherwise he'll be out for zero. There's only, there's no other halfway for Prithvi Shaw. But Prithvi Shaw might be somebody that somebody might want to take a look at. I hope it's KKR actually that they. But I just feel that you know at this point of time Delhi Capitals has everyone. But my only, but again my hope is that Delhi, at least the old Delhi Daredevils, also had everyone in their side and they let everybody go. So I don't know if you know this or if you remember, but Delhi Daredevils, the old team, had every IPL superstar at one point of time. And they, they also have uh, Warner also, right? He started. They had, with, uh... they had Warner. They had De Villiers. They had Andre Russell. Right. They had Andre Russell. Uh, uh, and they all and they let them all go. <laughs> so imagine what would have happened if they've kept them for more than. No, but but they, even these guys were not really, uh, you know, performing in in Delhi. No, it's they were not given the opportunity to. No, they were not given the. You have to. You have to see when you in again with IPL when you select someone. You're not selecting them just for that season. You you have to give them a long rope. That's where the vision comes in. You know, you select a number of players. Now, look at people like you know KKR. Their vision is that Ringu Singh is going to be the next superstar. Now, that's not really going to happen. So they they keep Ringu Singh. They retain Nikhil Nair. So that's what stupid franchises do, and they let uh, Sanju Samson go, who was actually a discovery by Kolkata Knight Riders, by the way. after they had trained him they decided to let him go um and you may say sanju samson well he's definitely better than rinku singh and nikhil nayak i tell you that um but the fact with you know with any asset you know in any kind of investment portfolio is you buy things cheap and you hold them right you have to hold them you have to nurture them and only then do they pay you dividends you can't expect things to just come out and then they start start performing on day one with every dividends they just didn't i mean See, he went to Bangalore and he performed so well. And you wouldn't call Bangalore to be a very well-managed franchise, now, would you? 
at any point of time. So you just had to give him that opportunity. That's all. Um, Chris Gale, for instance, Kolkata had him and they let him go. I mean, which, I mean, I mean, how, how big a moron do you have to be to let Chris Gale go at the height of his powers? I mean, Bangalore kind of presumed that when they let Chris Gale go, you know, a few years ago, that you know, he, he's, he obviously is not going to sustain that level. They were wrong to an extent, but at least they understand that. But Kolkata Knight Riders let him go at the height of his powers. It's not that they had an option for him either. He's just like, oh, well, we don't want him anymore. He, nobody actually, nobody, if you remember when, when he was bought, he wasn't bought by any of the franchises. He yes, was a second yes. round pick. Yes. So, none of the franchises, I mean, just not Kolkata Knight, none of them had the vision to realize that, wait, this guy is just so amazing that it doesn't matter how, what kind of a person he is. You just cannot let this guy not play. He is just that good. So, Chennai Super Kings playing terribly. The only other team which is playing as terribly as them is KKR. I think I don't have any hope for it, but at least with respect to Chennai Super Kings, which is which is better than KKR, is at least it has it has Sam Curran, who's been kind of a success. It has uh, Faf, uh, Faf had a, I think has had his best IPL season. Now that he's been given his opening slot, I think Faf throughout his tenure at uh, at Chennai Super Kings has always not had his position. See, somebody like Favre Duplessis is not a guy who can come in at like in the 13th over and start playing straight. Like that. He's not a he's not the, he's not a Suresh Dada kind of a guy. You need to give him some time. And uh, Hussey used to have his like he used to open. Like that was that was Hussey's position. He was very effective at it. Couldn't have Hussey coming in at a T20 game in the 13th or 14th over. That's the, he's, uh, I mean, Faf reminds me very much of Hussey in terms of he's not, you know, he's not a guy who's like a power hitter, but he's very, very smart when it comes to cricket. He like, understands cricket very well. He plays the gaps. He's a very, very smart thinking cricketer, but he needs some time to get going. So I think that, you know, he is at the right spot. Shane Watson, again, by his, you know, he had one good innings and two good innings, but he's, I mean, he was a great player. He's again an IPL god, given his record, but you know, his time is gone. Chennai Super Kings, no, it's not going anywhere. Um, it's interesting to see how they proceed. Which brings me to the last two teams, I guess. Have I missed any? No, I've talk, talked about Bangalore. Bangalore, again, yeah. has been has been off and on. I, I, um, I think they have been propelled by A.B. de Villiers more than anybody else at this point of time. I mean, AB has single-handedly won them. I think already has won them three games. It's just AB. Um, Virat Kohli has been okay. I think he's had an average. Again, the expectations for Virat Kohli are high. Um, he's had an average tournament, I would say. Um, uh, he was definitely having a worse tournament. And then Sunil Gavaskar happened. I think after that, he's been playing a little bit better. Um, Devdutt Padikal has been a revelation. Uh, and I think in general, and, and I think the, the surprise packet has been Washington Sundar. Washington Sundar began very well when he was playing for Pune. Um, and then he kind of had a bad season last year. 
um and it's great to see you know washington sundar kind of coming back because i think washington sundar is a very vital is a very vital role in india's t20 plans for the t20 world cup because one of the things that india lacks is a spinner who can bowl in the power play chahal can't do it so the thing about washington sundar is that he is he's actually see the the thing that distinguishes washington sundar from other bowlers is that washington sundar isn't a convention i mean he doesn't have the kind of variations there's no dusra or anything he's a very conventional bowler doesn't spin the ball much also but the fact is that what he makes up for uh, that you know he doesn't have a lot of variation in that respect he doesn't bowl dusras or you know, those things he has a straight ball he has a spinning ball that's it very standard 1970s kind of off spinner but what he does have is he has a tendency to really really be able to adjust his length at the last minute before he delivers the ball this is a this is a, a trait that is very unique to him i believe that he has a te- that, that not every spinner has this ability that he can modify the length uh the very last minute before the batsman like he he i think he has one more second or something where you know before he decides to release the ball that he can change what he's going to do so the batsman has to be very very still and not give any indication of which way he's going to move when he's playing and that's why i think he doesn't get a lot of wickets you'll see because he doesn't he can't really beat the batsman but he can prevent them from scoring because he can change the length of the ball at the last minute see that's his unique ability so i think that's that's why and i think he's i think last year it wasn't working i think this year i don't know what changes he has made but he's been able to re- rediscover that special thing about him i think that that's what has helped bangalore a lot i think that uh, chris morris coming in last season he was injured and chris morris again is a very very vital t20 player and um, he's been brilliant in all the games that he's played and bangalore is looking really really good this time i think bangalore is really looking good i think it's everything i think bangalore the good thing about bangalore is they have the right mix of players at this point of time they have a devdat parikal for the future they have uh, virat kohli for the past for the present they have an timeless ageless uh, devilius and they have you know people at their peak like let's say a, a, a chahal and they have solid experience not a sensational guy not an all time great guy but solid performer like chris morris so i think they have that nice balance going into the side i think what's given them a lot of balance is av devilius going back to keeping i think if they had parthiv patel they would have been you know screwed by this time i think av devilius keeping has really really made the side very balanced and it you know has a lot of depth um if there is any side which can challenge mumbai indians and delhi capitals which look like two teams which are playing at a different level than the other teams i think is bangalore at this point of time i don't think anybody else can even make a consistent run for the trophy at this point of time other than the first two teams with respect to the first two teams they have just been brilliant delhi capitals i think everybody knew given the kind of side that they had assembled of course delhi being delhi you would have thought that even with this side they would have they would have exploded but i think delhi now has they've played a few years with this side now and so this side looks has the ball of the problems with delhi was that they always had very good sides but every year they had new good sides that was the problem there was no constancy 
now they have been playing this core of the side has been there with them for the last two seasons so now they are at a time where everybody knows what their role is um the injury to rishabh pant kind of takes out i believe some of their balance because they do need hetmar i think that you know somebody like alex carey is not a five down or six down batsman in one day one, one day games he's an opener in bbl he either opens or bats one down so he's not going to be effective at the spot he's playing so they i i read somewhere that uh, uh, that uh, pant will be coming in the next game so that actually makes delhi the only problem they had was uh, uh, you know shikhar dhawan was kind of off form and you know he's back in form so with rishabh pant comes in uh, ajinkya rahane goes out and uh, hetmeyer comes back in i just can't see this this side being defeated man this side looks just amazing in terms of everything they've got all their bases covered in batting and you know we're talking about batting whether bowling has been really the strength their their strength i mean whether it be aksar patel or and they've been helped by having good totals to defend but whether it be aksar patel or or ashwin you know they have that you know two varieties one a left hander bowling leg spin one a right hander bowling off spin fairly experienced have been in have been doing ipl for a large number of years they have explosive pace uh, explosive pace with norie and with rabada so they have a lot of variation and with noria and rabada there is if you notice they have they're fast but they're fast in different ways noria bowls back of the leg rabada over pitches so they you know if if anything so one none of them hit good lengths of course but they are fast in two different ways which is what makes it even more difficult they're not similar bowlers in that respect so it's a very very nice mix of bowlers that they have um and then they have somebody you know you hardly even notice that you know that every player in this side has contributed uh to their performance and this is what makes a side this is the difference which i think that they have between mumbai indians mumbai indians i don't think krunal pandya has contributed so there are still chinks in the armor of mumbai indians of course they're playing very well of course they have you know i but i still think that they're very very dependent on suryakumar yadav and quentin decock in the front and uh, polard in the middle mumbai indians look like they could be defeated not by kolkata ever but somebody else delhi capitals are virtually impregnable i don't think i can recall having seen a side like this in ipl history in terms of how solid they are with respect to everything i mean again this is cricket they could do they could have one bad match in the final and be defeated but they're definitely playing the final there's the i mean i would be very very surprised if they didn't play the final uh, so that's it i mean that's my let me ask you this then uh, yes. you've got delhi bombay possibly bangalore in the playoffs what are your bets for the fourth team so the fourth team is at this point of time i think it's most likely to be hyderabad i think really okay i would yeah i think i mean again hyderabad is not going to go past 3 i mean they're going to lose the first game and they're going to be eliminated and they eliminate so again it i mean kolkata is still there i mean who else i don't see any of these sides making a late dash up uh, kxp and chennai i think are more or less out at this point of time i don't know i think it's a, i think again it's they could still technically win all their games but that's going to be tough which leaves essentially rajasthan uh, 
and Kolkata and SRH for the for the fourth spot, right? Kolkata, I, I'm right. I'm pretty sure is not going to make it. Uh, seeing them back, so that leaves us between Rajasthan and SRH. I still think that Raj, SRH is a better Could team. Neither of them. I still think that, especially with the see, the reason is that with the pitches are going to get more and more spin friendly, and they do have SRH does have the world's best spinner in on in their side, and I think uh, Rajasthan spin is a little weak. This has been um, so. I think it's going to be the team which has the better bowling. I think I still think that. Uh, SRH does have the better bowling between them. Let's see. I'm going to. I would Let's predict. See. But again, whoever goes will be eliminated in the eliminator. So who cares? <laughs> exactly. It's <laughs> going to be Delhi, Bombay, or maybe a Bangalore in the final. Delhi, Bombay, Bangalore in the final. Either of these. They. I mean, they have looked a class apart at this point of time. Most definitely, Mumbai and Delhi. Right. So, is that the show for today? That is the show for today. Okay. Uh, so, let's see. Uh, Patreon, go get there. Patreon, Great Bong. Uh, go to Forspire. Check out the other podcasts. Uh, buy Arnab's books. And uh, yeah, let us know how you like this. And uh, I think we are off next week, uh, right, Arnab? Anyway, I'm uh, taking a day. I mean, a weekend off. Okay, sure. That would be the. Strong. I had no idea, but let's do that then. <laughs> I think it was it's customary, right? We've always taken Dasra week uh, weekend off. So uh, anyway, so we will see you after the week after that. So uh, thanks and uh, bye bye.